It's time for... What's that? Ooh, the Magic Conch Podcast. Magic Conch? You mean like this? Welcome to another episode of the Magic Conch, the show where Randy and I sit on our asses and talk about absolutely... Nothing. The show has spoken. Hey, Sad Panda. How the... Are you? Pretty... Not great, actually, man. Oh. This is, uh, this is a little bit of a more somber episode of the Magic Conch. Probably the most somber it'll ever get. But um, mm. I feel like this is something that I wanted to try and do for anyone listening. Hopefully it's a little bit helpful. Um, but uh, to anyone listening for this current episode, uh, I actually just got dumped. Um, and we'll get into... A little bit of it in a little bit here, but uh, I just figured, hey man, just uh, be raw with it. Hopefully anybody listening can maybe relate to it. Maybe it can resonate um, or, you know, or not. You know, there's only those two options, but... Uh, this is true. Yeah, I just wanted to I just wanted to, to kind of record this as like a form of therapy and at the same time, hopefully it could be useful to someone else out there too. So sure. this, uh, this episode will be dubbed, uh, relationships, relationships, or actually more, more specifically breakups. This is the breakup episode yeah, of it, the magic conch people. Yeah. Breaking up or like getting dumped. Like that'll probably be the title. And I'm sure it feels as raw as that title would be. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we can, we can bounce back and forth here, man. But, uh, I guess if I were to describe exactly how I'm feeling right now, uh, it would just be kind of numb. Like I'm sure anybody who's listening, who's been through a breakup, whether you're dumping or the dumpy, uh, there's always a lot of raw emotions that come with, with acknowledging the fact that something is finally over. Um, I know for myself right now, uh, all the fond memories of the past that I shared with this person, uh, they're just flashing in my head right now. And at the same time, the pragmatic portion of my brain is telling me those moments will never happen again. You'll never experience those moments again. So it's kind of a weird tightrope that my brain is playing right now where it's saying, hey, you know, don't you remember these things that happened? They, were, they weren't that long ago. But then there's a second part of me that's like balancing it out by saying, hey, that's over now. So it's it's really conflicting and you really don't know how to feel in the heart of the moment. Um, but I'm trying my best here for you guys. But, uh, yeah, man, like how, how have you ever felt that way before with any of your past relationships? Um, like what, 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 what about you, man? Yeah. And again, like this happened to you today. So definitely open it and just letting you vent. But yeah, 
Yeah, right. it, it happened like two hours ago. Yeah, about two it's hours. Very ago. raw. Yeah, we spoke about it, you know, a little bit before this, but like, yeah, man, it's it's, it's shitty. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, anytime you have aspirations, relationships, career moves, whatever, when it doesn't work out, it just it just feels so amplified. You know, like as humans, we have to come up with goals in order to feel like our life is worth something. At least that's how it feels. So when you set your goal to something and then it doesn't work out, especially at, with the matter of love being the goal, then yeah, it's pretty. It just feels shitty when it doesn't work out. When you, when you feel like, yeah, I love this person, shouldn't this work out? Can't that be enough? And it's not. It's like, oh, all right, well, fuck me. Um, and it's all. It's always. It's easier to give the advice when you're not in the position of just being dumped or dumping someone. But I think what I found is that when it doesn't work out that's fine because it didn't work out like of course you're going to feel sad because you love the person but it's uh it's similar to that louis ck bit like no happy marriage has ended in divorce you it can't be a good relationship if it ended it's just inherently not true it can't be dark if it's light out it it can't be a good relationship if it has to end um, especially if it's just by choice, like, hey, we're not compatible. Hey, that's a good reason to break up. Um, so I think what gets me through those kind of situations where something doesn't work out is just knowing, hey, it didn't work out. It wasn't supposed to be. Otherwise, it would have been, um, which is, you know, a very obvious thing to say. But I mean, that's that gets me through everything. Like anytime, even just asking someone out on a date doesn't work out. I'm like, oh, yeah, OK. They don't like me enough to go on a date with me. That's not really a negative thing. That's just how they feel that's the reality um i'm gonna order a calzone those are usually my steps to uh getting over something like that but of course you you're you're feeling it right now so it's easier for anyone to say oh yeah you should feel this way but um i mean i don't know like what do you feel your emotional projection is going to be over these next few weeks if you were to be honest well, I'm sure a lot of people, I mean, obviously everyone handles things differently and it's a different dynamic if you're the one dumping versus if you're the one who's dumped. In my case, I can only speak for the latter. Um, but for me, I already know that, like I was saying, the, the problem that occurs, at least personally, is that the first few days is just you going cold turkey, right? Uh, for anyone who's been in a relationship um uh, you know that there's certain things that you become accustomed to from that person, whether it's a phone call in the morning or like a certain type of emoji shout outs to winky frowny people out there. Um, no matter what it is, you become accustomed to it. And those first few days is you being in withdrawal about it. And, you know, of course people say romance, a lot of it is biological. It's all about, you know, certain hormones and chemicals in your brain that are released to uh to give you that warm fuzzy feeling but um i think it goes a little bit beyond that and i think a lot of it is just you coming to terms with the fact that someone doesn't feel the same way about you anymore and that's a tough pill to swallow uh in my particular case you know i won't go into any heavy details here um out of respect for the other party but um it was it was it was tough because it was already kind of established that things weren't going well for the last two, two and a half weeks. This all happened starting on the holidays. 
And even though you see things are not going well, your brain still tries to always give you the benefit of the doubt. You always try to, uh, you know, be optimistic about things because when you're feeling happiness like that, you don't want it to end. And so your brain comes up with any reason or any justification to make you believe that. So in in reality, you know, I saw it coming, quote unquote, but I just didn't want to accept it. And I think that, like I said, everyone's unique in their own way and approach to dealing with these things. But that's just how I feel right now. Uh, it's it's yeah, it's 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 tough, though. Those first I'd say those first three days are, are probably the toughest just because your brain has to get adapted to, you know, not doing those things anymore and not experiencing those things anymore. And uh, that brings me to my next topic, man. I don't know if you've experienced this before, but in my particular instance, again, without going into too much detail, the other party suggested a break right before the conversation today, a break was recommended. Um, And normally, I think you and I share the same opinion on this. Um, But for me, breaks are generally, they say two things. They say, I'm not sure about you anymore, which is never a good sign for a relationship. And the second is, I at least I believe that breaks are just used for kind of a cop-out way of breaking up, right? I know you, I know you have this interesting saying that break, a break is just one word away from a breakup. So I, I honestly believe that's true. I think once you get to that point, people generally, and not always, you know, everyone's story is different, but generally, um, they just use that time to mentally break up without having to fully do it themselves in that moment. So that's what happened with me. There was a break. It wasn't even a long break. It was about four days. Uh, But I already knew at that point that things probably would have ended up the way they were, but it didn't make it any easier. Uh, It still still sucks. I think it sucks a little bit more when you see it coming and you know there's nothing you can do. so what about what about you, man? What's your what's your opinion on on the whole break thing versus just breaking up? Um, yeah, you you know said it perfectly. The quotes I like to use: "Breaks is just one word from breakup." So you can kind of guess how I feel about breaks. Um, I've never been in a situation where someone recommended a break or I did, and we actually did it. Um, so I can't speak from experience if other people have had positive um, results from a break or a separation in a marriage. But to me, I'm, I can be pretty cut and dry. Like, I tend to know how I feel, and I will act accordingly. Um, I like to try to be as pragmatic as possible. And sometimes even following your feelings can be pragmatic. But when it comes to someone saying, hey, let's go on a break or a separation, I would rather say, hey, let's just break up. You know, we could get back together. But usually even that to me is like, hey, if I'm breaking up with you or you're breaking up with me, that's a firm choice. And if someone recommends a break, I'm just going to probably respond with, let's just break up. Because for one, a break, as I'm sure, you know, fans of the TV show Friends can be pretty ambiguous. Like, what does a break mean for us? Does Do both parties know we're on a break? Have all the terms and conditions have been made for this break or separations? I think usually no. I think there's usually ambiguous shit you don't think about when you say, hey, let's do this break and you agree to it. That you'll end up thinking about like, oh, like, was dating on, on an option? Like, what if I just start flirting with other people? Is that bad? 
But if I, you know, want to hook up with someone, we're on a break. Shouldn't that be fine? Wouldn't it just make things worse if we decide to get back together? Do I tell someone I hooked up with someone during a break? All these questions can be avoided if you're just like, yeah, let's just break up now. Let's just break up. Let's just find out how we feel. Talk it out. If we don't want to actually be together, let's not be together. Let's not do some kind of weird sabbatical. Let's just fucking end it. And maybe down the line, you both feel like, oh, actually, we're different people and it's a different situation. Maybe we can try it again. That's a different topic. But I'd rather that than just this weird, ambiguous, um, you know, zone of uncertainty when it comes to being on a break personally. Yeah. And I and I, I agree wholeheartedly, man. But, um, you know, let us know in the comment section if a break has ever worked for you and. If it hasn't, yeah, feel free to to write that down too. But for my opinion, I agree with you, man. Like breaks generally are just uh, an it's an inevitable conclusion, right? It's it's seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and just you know you know it's coming, but you just got to keep walking towards it. And there's nothing you can do. It's just the writing on the wall, at least from my experience. So. Uh, definitely not a fan of breaks, but I gave it a try in this particular instance. And what I tried to do with it was I kind of knew it was coming. So I tried to take those days to mentally break up already. But let me tell you guys listening right now, that is a lot easier said than done. Uh, you can mentally simulate anything you want. But then when the moment actually comes, it becomes real. It becomes a fact, right? Before it just becomes like before it's just a scenario but then once it happens, that's life. Like it hits you like a ton of bricks because now you know it's official. So that's exactly how I'm feeling right now, even though I tried to mentally prepare for it. Uh, and I don't think, I don't think that comes with experience. Like I don't think it'll ever get easy, like with with more people or more partners in the future. Uh, it's gonna suck. No matter how you prepare for something, it's still gonna suck because you're dealing with emotion. You're dealing with deep feelings of of concern and care. Um, so yeah, I don't uh, I don't think I could have done anything in those four days uh, differently uh, to have avoided this situation or like how I'm feeling right now. So don't feel bad out there. Like if you feel utterly heartbroken, if you feel demoralized, if you feel like you're not good enough. Heck, sometimes we say things that we don't mean. And that happens a lot of the time. We say things out of pure emotion because love is connected to to just just a bunch of emotions, even even like hatred, anger, uh, sorrow. That's why breakups are messy. There's no clean breakup. You're going to cry sometimes. You're going to say things you might regret. But at the end of the day, you have to really just be kind to yourself. And I think that's really what I'm going to try to do these next few days is you got to be kind to yourself. You have to acknowledge that not everything you're going to feel is justified. Not everything that you believe is true, especially regarding the other per- person who who may who you feel may have like torn torn out your heart. You have to just be you have to be considerate to yourself. You have to be considerate that when you're dealing with something like this, it's just going to be messy and it's just takes time. And I know it's a cliche to say that time heals all wounds because you want it to be over now. No one wants to feel this way for very long, but it just takes time and you just have to be, 
You just have to be willing to let yourself feel that and then eventually come to terms with if that being okay and then you moving on. What what about you, man? What do you th- what do you think about everything I just said? Something we said before when we were actually talking about the movie Marriage Story on Netflix with Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver. Um, one takeaway from that, an obvious one, is no one can hurt you like the pers- the people you love. Um, and of course, that's true with any breakup. You can grow to really like someone, be infatuated with them, even love them. So, of course, if you break up with them, that's going to hurt every time immediately. Um, yeah, and everything you said was right. You ultimately can't take it too hard, even though ultimately you do every time. But the objective view of that is you have to accept the misery and know that given time, that'll numb the worst parts of this. And after the negativity is kind of gone and phased away, what you're really left with is experience, right? You, you've you learned something. You've probably grown as a person being in this relationship, um, whether you're taking lessons from positive things that happen or even really bad things that happen in a relationship. You're taking something away. Um, I think too many times people look at a breakup and they go, it didn't work out. We didn't get married and grew up, grow, um, grew old together and just lived happily ever after till death do we part. So it, it was a failure and I'm going to be alone forever. And of course, that's, you know, hyperbolic talks, especially right after a breakup. But that's just not true. Like if you're in a relationship for, six months, two years, whatever, that's still an accomplishment. You were able to connect with a human being as intimately as you can connect with them for a period of time. And most relationships don't end with everyone being married forever. That's a minority. Like most relationships that end in, you know, a long marriage, you've probably had multiple partners, multiple partners before that, before you even got to that person. Um, I don't think marriage is a sign of you're doing life right. It just means, hey, you were able to obtain this particular goal. That's really fucking hard. Like saying, yeah, I want this partner that will be with me forever is the same as saying, hey, I want this business that I create to always be in the black and be, you know, thriving. I can create all these jobs like as impossible as that sounds. That's what marriage happily ever after sounds to me. And I just feel like more people should just appreciate, hey, you were in a relationship and if if at all it made you feel good, then that's okay. You should be able to feel that way without thinking, oh, it we broke up, so I failed. And no, you're not a failure. You just experienced something for a certain amount of time and now that experience is over. School, jobs, relationships, they're all the same. It's going to be hard to leave those things, but... I think the transition is what we're scared of. So you have to give it time to actually transition in. You know, you've had this experience. I've had this experience when you fail. After a while, you'll find something else you'll strive for. And you'll just kind of start all over. And that's fine. I think it's a natural state for us to try for something um, after recovering from something we, you know, didn't feel we were successful at. And, you know, in your case, you know, I think that's what's going to happen with you. You're going to hurt from this. It's going to feel some misery. 
But as time goes on, you're going to realize, you know, you, you can take some positives from that relationship and then you can use any of that as motivation um, for the other things you want to do. Uh, absolutely, man. And, you know, obviously this isn't my first relationship. I've, you know, I've been in one before I've been dumped before. Um, but each situation is, is different. You can't really, that's, it's, you can't really compare a relationship to another one, right? Everything is unique. Right. And I think what I agree with you on this. Um, you can't as painful as it is. And believe me, I'm in, I am not, like I am not handling this with all the suaveness that I would like. Uh, but at the same time, I know that I can't fall into feeling cynical. Like I can't feel defeated. I can't lose ambition. There's still things that I want to do. And even though it hurts right now, I can't brush them off and say they'll never happen because you just can't. Like there's like for all the bad things that happen to you in this world, there's a lot of good that happens too. And you have to believe that all of these things, like you said, they build character, they build experience. I like to, I like to think of, and we've, we've said this before. I think of relationships like video games, right? You, you gain enough experience and you level up and then you find someone uh, to interact with who's at that new level. And I feel like that's true. Generally speaking, you, you really can't say, oh, I'll never love again, even though you may feel that way. I feel that way right now. Like, I feel like a portion of me is kind of dead inside, you know what I mean? Like, that that initial numbness has kicked in where, you know, you're not angry, you're not sad, but you're just kind of in that limbo stage. That numbness stage is what I'm going to dub it. And even then, I know that I can't get lost in that for too long. You have to keep pushing forward. You have to you have to remember the things you love. That's why I wanted to record this episode for you guys raw because I love doing this. I love podcasting. I love creative projects. Um, we've been doing this for a few years now, Randy, but we've talked about doing it for much longer than that. Uh, probably since like freshman year of college, which I won't go into when that was because I don't want to reveal just how old we are here at the Magic Conch, but it's uh it's a it's a test it's a it's a test of character at the same time you you can't control what another person will think of you at the end of the day um like i said breakups can be messy we say things out of anger that we don't necessarily mean i know i did um and i apologize for those things but sometimes an apology is not enough people have that as the last impression of you and there's really nothing you can do but what you can do and what you can control are two things. How you choose to accept that news and how you choose to move forward and how you choose to l let it affect you as a person. For me, I want to strive to take this experience and use it to be a more understanding person, to be a more compassionate person, perhaps. Um, and that could even be to myself as well, like, and the other person. Like, I, it's like in relationships in the future. Um, you just have to use it as a way to push you even harder towards the things you want to accomplish. And that's really the best advice I can give from my personal experience is use it. Use all that pain. Use all that emotion that comes with these things. And just use try to use it for something positive. Try to use it to 
push yourself to do things that you would have never done before. Uh, use it to help someone in need. You know, I feel like when you experience these things, you become more compassionate as well. And you you be, you become more privy to how other people might be feeling. So that's also a bonus. Like you, you can build new relationships with people, even if it's just friendships. Because uh, there's different forms of love, right? You can be friends. You can be family. You could be uh, lovers. You could be something else entirely. But um, you really just have to, you just have to use it. Um, I know I'm rambling on here, but again, this is raw emotion. I'm trying my best to be coherent here, but I think you get the gist of what I'm saying. Like you can only control how you take it and how you, you let it develop you as a person. Um, and you have to be open-minded and you have to just always understand that everyone has a difference of opinion. Sometimes it comes down to compatibility in a relationship. Sometimes it's, you know, just the wrong time. Um, so yeah, you just have to be more understanding, use it, use it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think you said it perfectly. Have to, uh, use this, you know, shitty feelings as fuel for better shit, but yeah, easier said than done. Um, you know, we're recording this hours after, but you know, like, you know how you feel, you know, you've been through this, you know, it's going to take a while, but. As I always say to you, man, you, yo, you got to keep that big dick energy going, man, as much as you can. You have to truly believe that, you know, you can always improve as a person and that, you know, you're a good person as it is, but you can get better. And with that comes confidence in who you are, a.k.a. big dick energy. So try to well, lean on don't, that don't as e- much as you can. Just make sure we don't exclude any exclude any uh, female yeah, man. Uh, listeners here. You can have big clit energy. Big clit too. energy. Don't worry. All time high. Keep it going. Um, exactly. Because honestly, no one's worth, no one individual in a relationship is worth the eternal tears of the other. It feels that way. Most movies and love songs are pretty much, or songs in general, are based off of love of a person or the breakup and the loss of a love of a person. So, of course, you know, we haven't really gotten over that song and dance yet as a human species, but no one person is actually worth all that. It's worth you feeling shitty about yourself forever. So, again, one person didn't work out. All right. There's four to eight billion other people who might fit your sexual orientation that it could work out with. Um, and it's fine if it, if you try again and it still doesn't work. It doesn't mean like, oh, yeah third fourth fifth time i guess i can't be loved no you just can't be in a relationship for 40 plus years with this one individual um it's hard being friends with someone that long like imagine all the people you actually have no problems with that you don't even talk to right now all those friends in your life from high school or college or you know emerging adulthood in general where you have no ill feelings you just kind of you know grown apart um doesn't mean either of you're shittier or you're not going to be able to sustain friendships it's just that's what happens sometimes. You can grow apart. You can realize you're not as compatible as you should be to live with someone, to be with someone romantically. And it's fine. The other person doesn't even need to be a piece of shit for you to break up with them. You can just realize, oh, yeah, we don't have as much in common as we want to. Um, I was actually listening to this one stand-up comedian, and like he said something that I think a lot of people say when they feel like they're depressed or they can't be loved and I'll I'll remember his name in a minute, but his quote was, he feels like every time, like every time I'm in a relationship, I just feel like 
um, the other person slowly realizes that they don't like me as much as they wanted to. And that's sad. I think that's what I feel when these things don't work out too. When I'm trying to date someone and it doesn't work out or whatever, I feel like, oh, okay. Like they had good intentions. It just didn't work out that way. But instead of applying that to every single person you might ever meet, you just have to realize it was just that person. It didn't work out with that person. Even if you still love them, it's okay. Most people I think can love a lot of different people. I think if you end up in a marriage that lasted for the rest of your life, I think there's 999 other people that could have happened with that you've probably met or could meet. And that's not a romantic thought, but I think it's true. I think if you can have multiple friends that you can consider your best friends, that's true for a relationship too. So sure, you met someone, you really loved them, didn't work out. That's all right. You can find other people like that. And also you could do other things with your life. It's not all dicks and pussies. You know, you have creative projects, you have professional goals, you can have a family by yourself. All of that doesn't hinge on you being married. You can have value outside of the dicks and pussies in the world. Speaking of dicks and pussies, man, like just kind of a random raw thought here. Um, Anybody out there, I'm sure you can resonate with this. Randy, I'm sure you can resonate with this as well. But um, it's, uh, man, it's tough, right? Because like I was saying earlier, a lot of romance is chemicals in your brain, right? It's it's a lot a lot of biology, right? Uh, mm-hmm. The purpose of life is to is to procreate, is to reproduce. Um, I know personally, and you know, obviously you can call this type of emotion toxic or uh, you know whatever it may be. Um, it's just an emotion. I'm not saying I would act on it or anything like that. But when you go through a breakup, one of the biggest things is. Like I said, you, you have to get used to not interacting with that person. You're going to eventually see that person to some degree with someone else, right? Or at least you're going to think about it. So I think that's what makes it tough. The first, you know, X amount of weeks, maybe a month, is you, you'll begin to create scenarios in your head that have no justification whatsoever, but they'll just pop in there and they'll make it harder to move on. And I know that's is particularly true for me um, in past relationships where, you know, I'll have like a random dream where my partner was uh, banging to other people. It's just like it's like this weird biological process that kind of fucks with you, too, where it's just like, yeah, you can't procreate with that person. So now what the fuck? Um, yeah. So it's just kind of a kind of a random thought. But it's true. Like, that's. Don't ever feel, like I said, don't ever feel bad for feeling something in any kind of raw state of emotion after a breakup. Um, obviously, you have to temper those feelings with like how you act. Like that's that's a different story entirely, but you have to understand that you're going to feel a lot of different things. And that's one of the things I felt right now was, uh, you know, just the, like I know I'm going to have a problem with that. Like I'm going to have that, those random dreams of me thinking of that other person with someone else. Um, but they're just dreams. You have to, you kind of have to just, you kind of have to let it go. You have to, and that's easier said than done. I'm going to struggle with it. I know, but, uh, you just, you just have to, you have to let go. And like you said, you're capable of loving more than one person. As a matter of fact, I went through a breakup. I want to say last year and I was, uh, talking to one of my friend's, uh, fiance at the time. And he told me something really profound and 
I'd never even thought of it this way before, but he said, Hey man, I know how you feel. I was in a past relationship. It took me a year to get over it. But you know what? At that time, that girl was my one. I thought that I could spend the rest of my life with her. She and I were 85% compatible. But he said, you know what? I realized something. And this is something you, we've also discussed in the past. It's, He said, when I met my current wife, which was my friend, he's like, I was, I realized something. I was 90% compatible with her. And he said, that's really all life is. You meet people who, there is no one singular person for someone. You might think someone's your one, but there's many ones. And you might be 85% compatible with someone, but that doesn't mean you can't find someone else who you can share that same level of compatibility with or even higher. Um, I, I think our culture gets bogged down too much in romanticizing the love of our lives. Like there's only one person in this world that's for you and you just have to go out and find them or the universe will place them on your lap. I don't think that's true. Um, not to be cynical, or maybe I am being cynical, but I think that for every person we meet and it doesn't work out, there's someone out there who has that same level of compatibility with us, if not someone out there who we can't even see it at the time, but they're an even better match for us. Absolutely. That's exactly how I feel. No one has the one. You have ones. You have plenty of ones. Life was a strip club. You came prepared with ones. That's just how it is. Um, yeah, exactly. You, like, you can meet someone, you feel like they're 85, 90% compatible. It doesn't work out. And, you know, whatever remainder of non-compatibility that was in that relationship, yeah, that could be just enough for it not to work out. And in the next relationship, hey, none of those negative things were actually a detriment for you not to have it work all the way into your deathbeds. So it's fine. Of course, yeah. You want, like, like you were kind of alluding to, like, love is very biological. There's a lot of pragmatic ways you can explain why we feel the way we do. Um, there are primal urges, I feel, you know, to procreate. But also, you just increase your own survivability because you have a family unit. You know, that's part of what humans, um, that's part of why humans develop societies. We can specialize in different things. You handle this, I handle this. We can grow shit while you fix people up. That person can make shoes. It can work out. That's how a family unit is, right? Like, all right, cool. Like, you know, you make some money. I make some money. We both bring home food. You take care of that kid. I'll take care of this kid. Um, it increases your survivability. So, of course, when we lose that partner, I'm sure a part of our brain is saying, oh, no. How will I ever survive now? <laughs> I was right now improving my chances of survivability. But it's fine. Like we're we're evolved from those states of needing family units so kids can work the farm. Like it's fine. I can order food on my phone. I don't actually need kids to pick carrots right now. And I, I, yeah, again, people get caught up in those raw feelings, and it's fine. Um, and you said something I agree with. Yeah, you're gonna feel bad, and I feel like you shouldn't feel bad because you feel bad. That's fine. That's that's just part of the process because eventually you're gonna realize you have a lot to offer. Life is more than the relationships you were able to make quote-unquote work and yeah shitty things are going to happen and you're going to feel shitty but that has to happen in life it would be insane if nothing shitty happened in your life i don't even know i can't even fathom that feeling imagine nothing ever feeling shitty you just you know you're born you die at like 101 and it was an entire entirely a great life like 
no, that would probably like playing video games on easy. It's just uh, there's no real point in it. I don't really feel the challenge. So, yeah, shitty things are going to happen. It's going to challenge your character. It's going to challenge your philosophy, your religion, your beliefs, whatever. But I think how you respond reflects your to your own character and whatever it takes for you to get over it, you know, in healthy ways. Let it happen. Time, exercise, these positive things that you can turn um these negative feelings into follow that feeling whatever's productive whatever helps you out talking to people doing a podcast um exercising that's all fine you just can't let it um drag you down indefinitely you know let that shit pick you up exactly and like we've said over a dozen times already everything's about raw emotion in a breakup um there's a lot of things we say uh, and I'm sure a lot of you can can relate to this. There's a lot of things that we say or things that are said to us that they 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 make it harder, right? So to speak. So, for instance, if we if we say something that we necessarily don't mean, but it's out of raw emotion, then we're gonna feel bad about it. it I mean, at least I hope you'd feel bad about saying something terrible. But you know, and vice versa. And I think that that affects recovery to a certain degree. But you have to just keep in mind that, and I try to do this now too, where you have to realize that no one's perfect. Um, and anything that is said in a breakup is just so emotional that you should take it all with a grain of salt. And you really shouldn't hold it against that person uh, and vice versa. Like just for this recent breakup, I said some stuff out of anger that I would normally never say. And... You know, obviously I can apologize here on the podcast about it, but that's something you have to live with and you just have to realize like, hey, that was a shitty thing. Should never do that again. Learn from it. Be a better person from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but oftentimes I feel in our society, again, we, we like to make things really binary. Um, you know, there's winners and there's losers. And I don't I don't agree with that. I think I think any relationship is messy. Any breakup is messy. There's no winners. There's no losers. There's just people who spent time together um, and they moved on. Like there's sometimes it's got a prettier bow on it than other than other times. But it's still just that it's just it's just human nature. Um, So don't get don't get too discouraged about, you know, what was said or how things ended, because rarely does a breakup end cleanly and nicely. Um, you just have to, if anything, and this is what I'm going to try to do is, and it's a process. I'm going to try to take those good memories and I'm going to work with them mentally over and over again until I can think of them and think of them fondly without associating them to sadness or negative emotions. And it's a process to separate those two because initially they were a reminder and when you're reminded of something that you had and you don't have anymore, it's sad. So, again, that takes time. Just be kind to yourself. But there's no winners and losers. Don't ever, don't ever take it too hard. No matter what, whatever is said and done in, in a breakup, just, just understand it's it's a painful street both ways, and you should just try to keep those good memories and use them for something positive. So, yeah. There's no, there's no winners and losers. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, and <laughs> you know, this, this is kind of said in jest, but 
I think what I find the most frustrating when I hear about my friends going through breakups or if I'm going through something similar, um, the logistics of the breakup, it, it sounds awful. It just feels awful. Like, like you had a situation where, like, you know, hey, you're sharing an account, you know, with a streaming service. That's kind of oh, shit. Yeah. You know, Multiple. like, oh, now we have yeah. to, like, figure out how to get out for your account or make my own account after I invested money and time and passwords with this, like, family account. Like, those are just shitty little things that you just end up having to deal with along with your own internal grief. <laughs> I completely agree. And, you know, that brings me to my next point. And this is there's no right and wrong. Like I said, there's no right answer. There's no wrong answer. It's really it depends on the person. It depends on how you choose to cope, how you choose to deal with things. And this is this is actually going to be an interesting back and forth. And I really hope that whoever's listening to this. Feel free to share your experiences as well or just just reflect on them. Um, and it's this. This is my point. For my particular instance, the person I was in a relationship with, they uh, they found it strange that after everything was said and done, I would no longer wanted to just be friends with them. Like they were used to having friends who were exes. They uh, had no problem with that concept. And that's fine. Like to each their own, like I said, I completely understand. Um, but for me personally, it's always harder to move on when you're constantly exposed or reminded of that person. So the best thing to do is to just stop, right? Just just stop. It, it It's painful at first to come to grips with it, but eventually you heal faster, at least in my opinion. This is what I do. So in this particular breakup, the person thought that it was really strange and albeit they almost seemed a little upset that I didn't want to stay in contact anymore because personally I felt like I would be deceiving myself I would just be lying to myself and living a half truth by just talking to this person and not being able to like say I love you or I miss you or anything like that and I feel like it would just be torturous in a sense it would just be living a half-life and that's not something I would want to do, um, unfortunately. And the other person just couldn't see eye to eye with me on that. And it was strange uh, to them that I, I felt that way. Um, and, I'll, and I'll ask for your opinion as well, uh, Randy. But it was, uh, it was a strange thing for me. And they just couldn't understand it. And they, like, for me personally, if I'm going to end things with someone or someone wants to end things with me, that's my go-to move. I'm going to remove you from social media. I'm going to remove pictures of us from my phone. I need to get rid of all those things because I don't want to be constantly reminded, at least initially, of all of those potential reminders of like, "Ooh, let me check on their fa- let me check on their social media page to see what they're up to." Like you just you get tempted too many times and it inhibits progress. Um so that's that's what I do. This person just didn't understand that. And towards the end, I feel like maybe they resented me a little bit because of that. Um, and that could not be true. Again, there's there's no way of knowing. Uh, but this is just the impression I got from it. Sure. Uh, but what do you think, man? Like, do you think that you prefer to be friends with people you break up with? Like, are you okay with that? Or do you want to, would you go the route I would go at where you just want to heal uh, immediately and you don't want to be constantly tempted or reminded of them so you just you just eliminate all traces of them you know there was a movie all about this that took it really literally 
uh, some spoilers for Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind starring Jim Carrey. But the great film. I really like that film. Gets you in the feels. But the whole premise is went through a really bad breakup. Well, hey, there's a service that can actually wipe out select memories of your choice. So whether it's a death of a loved one or a breakup or just, you know, a bad experience, they can erase it. So the, you know, the leading stars in this movie do that with each other. They set out to delete each other from each other's memory because that shit's painful. That's just how you feel in the moment. You don't want to be reminded by them. You could delete photos and contact informations, but you still have your memories. Like at night when it's quiet or in the shower when you're alone, you start thinking about those things sometimes. And it's it hurts because you can't just erase it. And ultimately, I think the movie's thematics came to a point where they realized the memories they had of each other, the experience they had with each other, um, further their character. You know, that was experiences they ultimately wanted to the point where they got back together, even though they broke up. So it's important to keep those experiences, but I do get the temptation of trying to wipe out um, the reminder of a person, especially today where you have Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, there's general phone text um, images that you have thousands of on your devices. How, like, how do you get over anyone when you constantly see them? So I think for me personally, it's it's probably a case-by-case basis. Like, if they're a really good friend of mine and if the breakup was at all amicable um, on both sides, then, yeah, I think I can set a goal saying, all right, I can be your friend eventually, but I will need to disassociate myself with you. So, yeah, I probably would have to stop following their social posts because I don't want to know that they met someone new in, you know, three months or so. Um, or, you know, I don't want to be reminded that, hey, they're having a good time because I might be having a bad day and that will just reflect, you know, negatively in my own psyche. So I, I'm totally okay with people being like, hey, let's just remove each other from social media and all that kind of stuff. That makes sense to me at least. But I also have, you know, plenty of people in my circles who, you know, d- do what I, I said I would maybe try to do with someone if it was amicable. And, you know, they try to remain friends. And they usually just set like, hey, you know, want to be your friend, but I can't talk to you for three, four weeks or something like that. I think that's fine too. Um, the thing is, like no option is bad. If you want to stay friends, that's fine. If the person doesn't want to stay friends with you, that's also fine. It hurts, but that's also a fine method. I just think you can't think negatively of someone because of how they handle it. If they're saying, yeah, you know, my coping mechanism is to not talk to you, not be friends with you because it hurts. Yeah, I think that's something you can accept. Um, there's no wrong answer when it comes to those options, I think. So for me, if it's someone I want to be friends with, I'm going to want to be friends with. But I can see situations where that's not true. And I don't necessarily want to keep in contact with them because it'll hurt. And who wants to hurt themselves? So I think either or it's fine. But I think the important thing is to understand where the other person's coming from and accept, yeah, that's their fucking choice. They want to be friends with you. That's fine. That's how they're going to get through it. Um, you just it's hard to not take that personally on either side of the spectrum but i mean that's just the way it is you just have to accept those kind of uh uh philosophies from people completely agree man and um like i said just uh just try to treat yourself as kindly as possible try not to wallow too much i know it's a sad situation um 
But at the end of the day, if anything, surround yourself by family and friends. Um, those things are always a blessing that sometimes we take for granted. Um, but yeah, just don't be afraid to talk to someone. Don't be afraid to just cry by yourself in your room. Don't be afraid to, you know, eat a tub of ice cream and watch Bridget Jones's diary. Again, I'm showing my age here. Um, but there's no right method. And even though things may end negatively between you and another person, you shouldn't stop that from eventually realizing that everything else besides those, you know, that negative ending meant something and it developed you as a person, hopefully in some positive way. And even if it didn't develop you in some positive way, at least take that experience and learn from it. Don't make it again. Become a smarter person. Become a smarter version of, uh, of your past self. Um, and that's really, that's really all I, I can say about that. And I just hope whoever's listening um, that you can take anything we've said here um, and maybe apply it to your own situation or even just listening to it maybe helped you feel better or even just a little bit less shitty. Uh, and that's really the goal of this, just to understand that you're human. And even though it may feel like no one understands your pain right now, chances are someone has. And you can't let it be the end of you. There's many people on this planet. And one day you'll find someone who you will be able to spend the rest of your life with. Or at least, you know, be okay with, you know, being friends with that person. A really good friend. Like there's just, there's something for everybody out there. And uh, don't get discouraged. I'm going to try not to be. And I'm going to give it to you, Randy, for any closing comments. And then there's one more thing I wanted to do, which I think will be an interesting little exercise. But um, go ahead, man. Sure. Um, We said a lot of, I think, maybe helpful things, at least for us. But I think one of my biggest takeaways was um, there's opportunities in a lot of this. And I think the biggest opportunity that we haven't talked about is why we haven't developed a breakup dating service yet where we can break up people for them, handle all the logistics, you know, write them contracts, have both parties sign them. So no one's on, not on the same page. We can even have a premium service where we can actually disconnect you from any Netflix, Hulu, Spotify shared accounts. So you don't have to go through their playlists or what they've watched lately. Um, so I think so essentially yeah. essentially divorce attorneys for for relationships. Yes, like, exactly. For every, every version yeah. of it, you know, it's just all right. You know, you get to see the cat three times out of the week uh, before not, you know, the fourth day because they actually take care of it more. Um, they get to keep the Netflix accounts because you haven't been putting nothing on the bill. Um, so they're keeping that um, you get off the family plan. Clearly, um, you were added. So therefore, you got to find your own plan. Start with the free one save some money, then you can get premium. Stuff like that that you don't want to go through. All people want to do when they have breakups, you know, they want to go to their go-to coping mechanisms, want to distract themselves with projects or whatever else, wallow in their own pity, and then hopefully, you know, get over it, motivate themselves to go out and date, do exercise and stuff. You don't have to worry about who's still on your Netflix account. We can take care of that. So I think that's one of my biggest takeaways is that there's money to be made here, and I don't think we're capitalizing on that. <laughs> We we pitching right now? Is that what we're doing? We're pitching? Oh yeah. We 
Uh, email okay. us at themagicconspodcast at gmail.com if you think that's a great idea. We'll get right on that. Just give us your money. <laughs> I guarantee it's already a thing that uh, hasn't been taken seriously, but they, they ain't going to do it like us. You know what? That would be a really nice service right about now. I'm not going to lie. Do you want to do that for me, man? Like, do you want to... I mean, you already kind of helped me do that. I already, already, I already helped the... you get off a of Spotify account. Yeah. So I feel like <laughs> I have all the experience I need to uh, pitch this to some capital ventures. Well, I want to end this segment, this episode, with um, what I would like to consider to be a helpful exercise. And I'd like to invite you to join in on this with me, too. And I'm kind of taking you by surprise here. But, you know, we're partners in crime on this one, so just... just uh, just hear me out, okay? So I think it's always therapeutic, and I know I've heard of this exercise before where you can write something on a piece of paper, everything you feel, and then you just burn it, right? Like it's not meant for the other person. It's just meant for you to be therapeutic. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing, though, because we live in a day and age where everything is interconnected. So maybe this person might hear it in the future. Who knows? If not, it still doesn't. It doesn't. That's not the point of the exercise. I want to take this time to simply say all the things I wish I would have said before, but was too emotional to say. And I want to invite you to do the same, Randy. It doesn't have to be from an old flame. It could be a family member. It could be anything. Just something you wish you would have said to someone that you didn't. Um, so I just I feel like that's a helpful exercise, okay. and I'm I'm gonna go first, and then you can go. Let's get real cool with that. Yeah. So. Again, without getting into too much specifics, the way this this all went down in my life was I met a really wonderful girl. She was someone I knew from my past. Um, hit it off pretty quickly. We're going pretty 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 strong. We spoke to each other every day. We're making plans. Uh you know, we had hung out and we're making we were making plans to move in together in a few months. Uh we were making plans to buy a dog together. She was making plans to meet my family uh, in the upcoming month. And all of these things I know can't happen anymore. And it makes me really sad. And because of that sadness today when we had this conversation, I was really mean myself. I said a lot of things out of anger and self-pity that she did not need to hear. She was not responsible for hearing. Um, I showed my ugly side. And in return, she also said some ugly things. And just we both made each other pretty uncomfortable, unfortunately. And that's a terrible way to end something with someone who you shared so many great memories with. And I'm not saying that excuses my actions, but those were the facts. And if I can say anything right now, it's this. Thank you for all the wonderful memories. Nothing that was said I meant, and I apologize for them. And I just want to say that I'm very grateful for the time I was granted to spend with you. There were times well spent. They helped develop me as a person, and I will take those things with me in the future. And I just hope that one day... You can also look at my memories with the same fondness. And I hope that I've found a way to touch your life in some way. And I apologize again for 
how things ended, they came from a place of raw emotion and it wasn't cool to do that. So I wish you nothing but the best. I'm always going to cheer for you. I'm always going to say a prayer. I say one every night for all my friends. I say one every night for all my family. And yes, I even try to say them for my enemies. And I say that with quotation marks because, again, there's no winners and losers in life. There's just simply people who get hurt. Sometimes there's people who, you know, have other things going on that we don't know about and it's affecting their lives and we only see one side of it. So to 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 that person, if you ever listen to this, just know that I'm really proud of you and I'm really grateful. What about you, Randy? Yeah, that was beautiful, man. Um, I don't think I have anything as intense to share, but I will share something similar when, um, let's say you like someone, you want to date them. That's your intention. You even asked them out, but it doesn't work out. Um, I think I had a situation like that where I wanted to date this girl, but then she ended up being taken. Um, and we were really good friends, but ultimately my own professional ambitions mixed with wanting to live in a different place. Um, led me to a job offer outside of the state. And admittedly, ad- admittedly, I think if, you know, she was single and said yes to my proposal of going out, I probably would have stayed in that city longer. But I think one thing I regretted at the moment was just not telling her how I feel, even though I was going to leave anyway. So I just think it's important to be honest. So, you know, telling that person like, hey, I think you're a great person love being friends with you, love spending time with you, love making you laugh, love how you make me laugh, and, you know, wish we were a thing. Um, I know you're happy elsewhere, but um, I do I do think we could be great together, and it's unfortunate it didn't happen, but, you know, I love that we're still friends. It would have been great to leave that city knowing that, hey, I actually expressed how I felt. Like, you mentioned to me earlier, you know, you wanted to express how you feel during the breakup, and, you know, you were disappointed you couldn't fully do that. But I think that's true in every situation, even if it's someone you're not even with, where some that can cause complications, you know, pragmatically. Maybe it's not great to tell, you know, someone, hey, fucking love you. So, yo, I'm dating someone. All right. Yeah, that's that's fair. Have tact. But I think when it comes to endings, whether you're moving or, you know, moving on, just being honest with someone. I think that's something we don't do often enough. Um but also, I think one sentiment to always take care. It's something you don't necessarily say to someone when something's ending, but this, you know, hey, you're going to be okay and I'm going to be okay. This is all momentary pain that we'll get over. And even though it doesn't feel that way right now, we're both going to meet new friends, have new career opportunities, living situations and experiences that are going to feel so great. We're not even going to be able to fathom how we were ever sad. So. Yeah, it sucks that things aren't working out with us, but know that we're both going to be fine. Um, also, how can anyone be sad in a world where calzones exist? So don't be sad that we're breaking up. Be happy that calzones still exist. Also, apparently that KFC chicken sandwich is a f- phenomenal thing that I have yet to try. Same. I think I'll take this per- I'll take this breakup as a perfect opportunity to go and get me one of those. And uh, yeah. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> Life can't be bad if you have access to food. So, hey, I mean, life can be bad. Life life can be shit wall to wall, but hey, it can't be the worst ever. 
because chicken sandwiches, calzones, and chicken nuggets, and Baby Yoda all exist right now. So cheer up, everyone. It's going to be okay. And that it will. <laughs> and uh, that'll about wrap it up for this episode of The Magic Conch. Probably the most serious episode we'll ever do. But you know what? We like to keep it varied. We like to keep you on your toes. And you have to remember one thing. We love you. <laughs> so go ahead and plug us, Randy. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening to us get a little bit real there. I'm still going to find ways to edit in weird SpongeBob clips. So I can't wait to hear the dichotomy of serious talk and then some clip from SpongeBob acting a fool. So can't wait for that editing process. In the meantime, until you hear this episode, you can... Um, also, follow us at malampictures.com, where we have uh, a plethora of episodes from multiple podcasts that you can follow us. Feel free if you have your thoughts on some things we said. If you agree, disagree, have examples of your own experience going through a breakup, feel free to send us a message at themagicconchpodcast at gmail.com. Um, next time, we'll probably be talking about something a little bit lighter, but hey, ultimately, we're going to be talking about nothing. And that's okay. Aren't we talking about religion? Anyways, that, that, that'll be fun. <laughs> oh, it will be. It will be. Um, but yeah, take care, everyone. And remember, it's not all about dicks and pussies. Cow zones also exist. Life's not all about butthole pleasures, man. You got to remember that. <laughs> True. Shout outs to Steve Carell. Come on our show. <laughs> Peace. Peace.